We did it. We finally did it. Thank you to all of you who follow us on Instagram, TikTok. We shut down our YouTube channel, but oh, thank you what, for those. When are you going to tell me you shut down the YouTube channel? Right now. Well, <laughs> this is news. But we finally I'm back, made it. I'm back, by the way. <laughs> we finally Just made it to our 10th episode. Can we acknowledge that I'm back, please? Oh, okay. And my partner is back. I'm How are back. you doing today? Do you have a good Thanksgiving? It was actually really nice. Yeah, I love the mashed potatoes, stuffing. You know, those carbs, you know, I love them. I love them, man. Can't have enough of carbs. I'm going to die at an early age, but it's okay because I had carbs. Anyway, we'd like to say winter blues is a real thing. (laughs) And for everyone out there experiencing it, I know I have. Why'd you call it that? Well, it's a real winter depression. Yeah, just call it winter depression. Winter depression is a real thing. So please keep yourself safe and mentally happy and take a stroll outside, do some journalism and... Appreciate the small things in life. Now let's get down to it. Now today's uh, lecture is going to cover a very large expanse. Wait, stop that. Let's make this less boring. So you've seen him on the $10 bill, also on Broadway, but that was Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda dressed up as. Say that five times fast. Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. President Kennedy. There was like a video of Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe. Oh, there's a video of her singing happy birthday to him. Yes. She de- they definitely did. <laughs> yeah. So let's get started. So Roman Polanski, this guy's life is How fucked up. How are you? Doing well. Uh, just happy to be alive and happy we made it to 10 episodes. I didn't think we'd make oh it this far. Oh my goodness, I did not ask for a life story. I just said, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> you don't just rush into Roman Polanski. Okay, now tell me about Roman Polanski. <laughs> Roman Polanski, his life is fucked up in the beginning. And Why are you I'm using sure... all these curse words, man? You're the one that curses more than me. Well, I don't like when you curse. Oh, thank I think you. you. I think you should be like my uh, my alpha to my omega, you know, my yin to my yang. Not to offend anybody. But yeah, like you should be like... <laughs> it's very offensive to say yin to my yang and alpha to my omega. <laughs> are you always scared about being offensive? You should put on some chapstick. Oh my gosh. There we go. Anyway, you probably never heard of him, but he's really in tune. You definitely heard of the Charlie Manson murders. You definitely heard of Sharon Tate, who was played by Margot Robbie in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie. <laughs> so I feel like nobody's heard of him, but somehow like he is connected through what you've read about history. Even with the Holocaust, he's connected. Oh, jeez. His own mother was eight months pregnant in Warsaw, and she was taken hostage by the Nazis. She was sent to Auschwitz, and she was killed in the gas chambers. I'm sorry. So his full name is Roman Raymond Polanski. He was born in August 1933 in France. He was trying to become an actor after he survived the camps somehow, but he eventually became a successful filmmaker. His first wife was Barbara Kiowa. Wait, 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 wait. Pronounce that again. Barbara yeah, you forgot the last R. You said Barba. Oh. Yeah. Barbara Kiwata Saka. Excuse me? Oh, wow, that is a hard name. Yeah, it's <clears throat> awesome. Maybe wow. some Polish origin. They were married for very a very short time, between 1958 to 1962. And this is where it becomes interesting. His second wife was Sharon Tate. She was already a famous actress, and she just she was like at the beginning of her peak as of now. They met at the shooting of the movie was called The Fearless Vampires. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. I might check that out. 
And while she was in California, one of the members of Charlie Manson's cult came to her house First and off, stabbed Charles her. Charles Manson. Charles. Charles Manson. Not Charlie. Charlie. Charlie Manson. Yeah, what, you think this is uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? You know that when he was in jail, he somehow, like, his lawyer fell in love with him? He was, like, in his 70s or 80s, and the lawyer was, like, a middle-aged woman, and she just, like, fell in love with him. Somebody stated out, like, when Tiger King was a thing, like, these guys can get this many wives and a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Charlie Manson can find himself a girlfriend while in jail, and I still can't find someone for myself. I think it has to do with... Um, <laughs> wow, look at me being serious. I think a lot a lot of it has to do with the fact that this guy was a great... Manipulator. Oh, no, orator. Well, manipulator in a sense. But, you know, like, he really knew what to say to get people to, you know, agree with him, kind of. And I, I, uh, I don't like that because he killed a woman. And that's all I have to say about Charles Manson, not Charlie. So when one of the members of Charles Manson's cults was murdering and stabbing Sharon Tate, it's a little gruesome here, but I just want to point out the detail that she was later interviewed and she stated that when she was stabbing Sharon Tate, Sharon Tate was pregnant and said, wait, let me have the baby and then you can murder me. And she just continued to stab her. So, I mean, Roman Polanski, he's already suffered enough as a child and now he's in England and gets a call and finds out that his wife and child who has not been, been born was murdered in 1969. That takes a toll on you. And even if you look at a lot of his films, they always, like, apparently showed the gruesome factor of life or even just, like, uh, parts of grief that people who've been through murders or even uh, just grievous stages of their life. I don't know. I've never seen... I don't think I have seen any of his movies. Have you? I'm going to check out um, Fearsome Vampires. The Fearless Vampires? Fearless Vampires, yeah. Yeah, we'll see about that. So then, eight years later... What do you mean, we'll see about that? I don't know. You always say stuff you're going to do, and you never really do it. Thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, have, we'll talk about this more <laughs> later. In 1977, eight years later, Polanski then was convicted of raping a 13-year-old. Oh, my goodness. She, he pleaded guilty and was released on bail, but specifically, the incident took place in Jack Nicholson's house. This gets worse as worse. Jack Nicholson is the one who played Joker in the Michael Keaton Batman movies. And he's in a few other famous movies. Like, uh, what's that movie with Tom Cruise? A Shawshank few, Redemption. A Few Good Men. Oh, yeah, that's a great film. Yeah, he was in that movie, too. So during the shoot, Polanski had offered the 13-year-old girl. I meant The Shining. Sorry. Yeah, he was in The Shining. Yeah, Sorry. Idiot. <laughs> okay. Also, during the shoot, Polanski offered the 13-year-old girl champagne and, like, a sedative. She kept saying no to him while he was pushing herself on him. And also she chose not to fight him. Apparently. While he was pushing himself on her. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Just speak English better. And she claimed, out, claimed that she was afraid to fight him because he was apparently bigger than her. And also she, he was af- she was afraid that he might take away her shoots. He had a lot of power at that time too, even in the industry. So she didn't tell anyone but her mother. And then the mother called the police and Polanski did plead to guilty. And after the sentencing, actually on the eve, like the night before the sentencing came out, Polanski flees to France somehow. He moved to France, resided there, and he ended up still producing theater productions and movies. 
I mean, terrible guy for raping a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. But I have to say, like, the way his like, childhood, it's not a justification, but he was fucked up from the beginning, what he saw probably at the camps. And then his wife gets murdered. Like, he probably hates the world right now. I don't know if he hated the world, but, like, whatever he felt about the world, he definitely showed in his movies. And it's just, you can imagine what a effed up mind he has inside. Like, I'm not saying he's a psychopath, a sociopath, or even borderline that, but he just uh, romanticizes or even just thinks more about the dark places of life than the good places. You have anything to say, or are you just going to be quiet? I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still producing theater productions and movies. He met his third wife, Emmanuel Sainer. How many times do I have to Signer? tell you to come prepared knowing the names? I never know how to pronounce these names. I'm then terrible at pronouncing names. Phonetics. Use phonetics. Phonics. I haven't heard that name in a long time since elementary school. The subject. Can we stick to the subject at hand, please? <laughs> Thank you. So they have two children, and U.S. authorities did try to go after him on the rape charges. And he was on house arrest for a while, and then he was released. In July 2010, he was also freed, and he did publish an autobiography in 1984. I couldn't uh, get to the biography, but if you'd like to read it, let me know how to, how it is. But I think he just like tries to downplay his conviction of rape and what really happened and just try to show like how effed up his life was in the beginning and just how it goes on. I mean, it's just... Whenever you read about these people, like even... Uh, What's the episode we did on Charlie Chaplin? Like, his life was fucked up from the beginning, yeah. and then how it played into his adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's just, you guys, they're already bad enough, and then when they achieve fame or power or anything, they abuse it, or they just let out whatever they want. It's, uh, weirdly enough, history repeats itself, even uh, in the humans we have. But we're going to... Quit. This is going to be the final episode <laughs> of Scandals of History. We're, we're, we're going to quit. <laughs> we're done. If I had to. No fire, more episodes. That's how I would fire someone. We're going to fire you. But. You need to calm down. Anyway. Yeah, this is the last episode for, for the season. Season, one. <laughs> season finale. It's been a grand time. Not really. Weekly, but Not really. I successfully made it to law school, and I need to spend more time on my studies from there. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And no also, idea. we're going to try to make an episode maybe a month. I know that sounds bad enough, but please stick with us, and we'll continue season two probably around uh, April. Yeah, we're taking a hiatus. Yeah, we're taking a break. Focusing on school for some of us. Another YouTube channel. Congratulations on law school. Thank you. Another YouTube channel we're starting is Constituted. I don't... I'm not... Okay. Yeah, you're not... Do you want to be a part of it? Do you not Not want to be... Either way, you're an employee, so you're going to be a part of it. Okay. Uh, Please follow our Instagram page on Constituted. And... Again, I appreciate towards you. Anyone who has been DMing me to appear on the show or talk about the show, I'm again, I apologize. I don't mean to sound ignorant of you or just like act like I take you for granted, but I want to expand the podcast and we're going to make some new additions to it and we'll get back to you when we can. I'm not going to say as soon because that would be a lie, but <laughs> when we 
at a time. We're going to make time for you guys and bring on some more guests on the show. Do you have anything to say for everyone who's been there since day one? Yeah. Uh, hats off to you for actually listening to this. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't think I would listen to my own voice. Whenever I'm asked to listen to this podcast, I, I, uh, I want to jump out a window. Um, but yeah, yeah, history's great. Never been a big fan of history, though. Failed it in high school, but uh, killing it currently. Sounds good. Sounds good. That's a good way to end it. It's a good way to end the season. <laughs> you want me to end the season like really uh, like with a musical? You want me to sing? I can sing. I think we're going to add that part in. Hold on for a second, everyone.